All right, everybody, welcome back to the SB3V Fantasy Football Tuesday Aftermath. Today's date is November 17th, 2020, and we are going to go over the Week 10 Sunday games and the one Monday game played last night. I'm Billy Strobel, and being joined by Liam Gianelli, I'm going to be the moderator today, and I'm going to ask Liam the questions, the believe it or not questions he is going to answer. So we're going to start with probably the worst game of the week, Texans-Browns. This was one of the games that we covered on the podcast show and it was a complete stinker. The weather was terrible. Nick Chubb returned to form. He had 19 points. I know fantasy owners are kicking themselves because he did run out of bounds at the one-yard line. You know, Nick Chubb is a class act, but come on. You know, you, you're a lot of people are excited you're coming back for fantasy. You, you got to put those points on the board. Um, not really much of anything in the Texans' offense. Duke Johnson was disappointing. Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, not much, but there was just really bad weather. So my question is going to be about Chubb and Hunt. Do you think they're startable in every single game, no matter who they play? Uh, absolutely. And before I touch on that, I just want to say the line in Vegas is minus three and a half, too. And Cleveland only won by three, so that screwed over a lot of gamblers. They went Chubb running out of bounds. So Chubb, gotta love you, but you screwed a lot of people over and a lot of money. But with Chubb and Hunt, this is a obvious answer. Hell yeah, they're starting every week. You're not going to get crappy weather in Cleveland every week when each running back gets 19 carries. Again, Kareem Hunt's always the passing uh, back running back in that offense. But Nick Chubb looked like he didn't miss any games. He didn't skip a beat. He looks great when he found those, found those wide open holes in that Houston defense. Boop, 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 pow, 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 yards, yards, yards. He gets Philadelphia, who Wayne Gallman scored two touchdowns against, and I think Shelvin Hunter have a really good matchup against Philly this Sunday. Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, I think that Kareem Hunt may be even better when Chubb is in because we know that Baker Mayfield likes to check down to him a lot. So next game we're going to talk about is going to be the football team versus the Lions. Lions got off to an early start. Uh, then the football team came back. It was good to see Alex Smith Really his first big game that he's had since he's come off from his uh, near-leg amputation in 2018. DeAndre Swift and Marvin Jones. Uh, I know Kenny Galladay is probably going to be coming back next week, but Marvin Jones was good for the time that he was in. I said a few uh, weeks ago to pick him up if you don't have him, and he's been very good. Uh, he's been the number one receiver in Detroit. DeAndre Swift has really become the number one fantasy player on this team. And Gibson and McKissick both with solid games. I thought they both do good because the Lions have one of the weakest rushing defenses in the league. So my question is about both of the running backs on both sides. Liam, you asked me last week about Swift and Taylor. Would you rather have Swift or Gibson? <laughs> Damn, that's a good question. Um, But we we saw what we had out of DeAndre Swift that every fantasy owner wants to see. DeAndre Swift is a league winner. Rest of the season, they showed they gave him the, the nod to start. We saw Adrian Peterson get a little bit carries in the beginning. I was getting a little nervous. Then he caught that touchdown pass and ran over two defenders. And I was like, "That's it! I love to see that." DeAndre Swift was on the field seventy eight percent of the snaps for Detroit on the offensive side of the ball. That is crazy. But Antonio Gibson, we know Alex Smith loves to check down. We saw that JD McKissick had ten targets in the first half and finished with like thirteen targets and was all over receiving. So, but just, again, DeAndre Swift actually involved in the passing game. I'm going to lean toward the DeAndre Swift side, and I'm going to choose him rest of the season over Antonio Gibson. But neither are bad options. You, can go, you can't go wrong with any of them, and they're both running back twos rest of the way. Yeah, I know a lot of Gibson owners that were pretty upset with McKissick just constantly getting targeted. Uh, but Gibson, I think, is pretty much good 
against whoever he plays. I agree with you, though. I would rather have DeAndre Swift because I just think that the Lions use him more um, than they do than the football team uses Antonio Gibson. Next game is going to be Tampa versus Carolina. Anthony completely nailed this game. He said that Tom Brady was to have a monster game, and he did. Uh, this is the Tom Brady that we've seen in the past few weeks that we did not see in New Orleans. But if you're a Godwins or an Evans owner, you got to feel pretty good after that game because both of them had uh, pretty good performances. We were saying last week that Mike Evans is going to completely drown out in this Tampa offense, and he put up, I believe, 19, 20 points against Carolina. Uh, in terms of Carolina, DJ Moore, he is the most inconsistent player in in fantasy football. He gets these huge breakout plays, but he still only gets like five four or five targets a game. This Carolina offense is really weird. Mike Davis had a bit of a dud. He's going to be back next week, uh, which is really good matchup for him against Detroit. So many running backs have done well against the Lions. My question is about Tampa, though. Ronald Jones had a big return. He put up 28 points. Uh, Believe it or not, Rojo can be trusted again. Uh, Yeah, no, after we saw um, him fumble the ball, he was like, oh, he's going to the doghouse. Um... Bruce Arians going to say, bad boy, Ronald Jones, you're not coming back in for the game. But then he broke off that 98-yard run touchdown, which I was like, mouth wide open. Oh, my God, he's back. I think Ronald Jones will be the starter next week against who they play, Los Angeles. Ooh, that's a good game. It's a really good game, actually. But Rams have a tough offense. But, uh, defense, my apologies. But, yeah, Ronald Jones should be the starter rest of the way. And there's two other things I want to cover. That offensive side of the ball for Tampa Bay uh, Antonio Brown finished with seven receptions, so that I would say trust all those receivers. And Robbie Anderson, I'm surprised you didn't talk about this. He's benchable. He's had three really bad weeks in a row. He gets the targets, but he has what six catches for like 32 yards this week. Like I know PPR, you're gonna be like, okay, it's nine points, that's not terrible. But out of a man that gets at least nine to ten targets a week, and he's only finishing with 32 yards, that's a problem. So I think DJ Moore is gonna be. It's his time to shine now. Yeah, this Carolina offense is really random. We thought Curtis Samuel was going to be the number one guy, and he just didn't get that much attention. So I would say the only player on Carolina that you can 100% trust is Christian McCaffrey when he's in because you know it's it's C-Mac. He's going to do good no matter who he plays. Next game is one I really don't want to talk about, but I have to. Uh, it's Eagles-Giants. I got to say, all you Giants fans, you guys deserve to win the NFC East. I'm just going to say it. I think that you're going to. Uh, you guys are criminally underrated by the rest of the NFL. I think your defense is solid. They did very good against Tampa. In fact, if Daniel Jones would have stepped it up, you guys probably would have won that game uh, two weeks ago. In terms of the Eagles, a lot of question marks on that team. Travis Fulgham, complete dud. Uh, Miles Sanders did okay. He probably would have done better, but there were two times where uh, Corey Clement and Boston Scott got oh, touchdowns instead of him. But Carson Wentz, <laughs> my, he is holding this team back. I don't think it's mostly, or it is mostly on him, but Doug Peterson makes a lot of really questionable decisions, especially uh, with fourth down. But talking about the Giants' side of the ball, Wayne Gallman, I picked him up in one of my leagues, and he has been very good in the last month. Liam is going really – he is he is going crazy to next to me. So believe it or not, Wayne Gallman has emerged into RB2 territory uh, as long as Devontae Freeman stays out. 
Choo choo, all aboard the Wayne train, all aboard the Wayne train, leaving 10. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. All back in seriousness. Uh, Wayne Gallman is a running back to wrestle away. I think even when Devontae Freeman comes back in two, three weeks, that he's still going to be the leader of the backfield. Might be a little more of a committee, but Wayne Gallman has been proving himself. And I'm not going to get into the question, should we trade Saquon or let him walk after his contract's up this year? Because that's just a non-fantasy football topic. But overall, Giants offensive side of the ball. I'm sorry, I have to talk about the Giants. Really, I have to. Right. It's just, I'm holding. I was holding it. I was holding it in. Uh, I was going to say defense played awesome. They had to step up. Like if you're a Philly, if you're a Miles Sanders owner, you have to be pissed off with that Boston Scott, the Giants killer, and Corey Clement scoring. But overall, had a good game. But for the Giants, uh, Sterling Shepard's the safety blanket for Daniel Jones. We saw Evan Ingram had a bit of a dud, but I said lock him and load him in your lineups after the bye week versus Cincinnati. Darius Slayton had a really good game. And overall, Daniel Jones played really, really well. Like when he had under four seconds to pass, he went 14 for 14 and finished the number one NFL uh, quarterback this week under with four seconds in, in the pocket. But I just, again, I know I ran to two weeks, and I guess Daniel Jones listened to it because he's been playing great since then. But just the freaky athleticism this guy has, like running the ball, you know. He has to get, a pro- he has to get better at sliding the ball instead of going headfirst into the ground. But overall, this Giants team, I do, I'm not being biased, I do think we can win the NFC East, but we just got to pray that the Eagles, Cowboys, and Redskins football team lose some critical games. Yeah, I just think that the Giants' number one problem is just they've lost a lot of close games. And it's funny because I think I watch the Giants more than any other football team which is really ironic because, you know, the Eagles, I don't have red zone. Liam does. The Eagles are never are, sh- are televised here unless they're playing the Giants. Or on, Cleveland. I, I don't remember that one. No, this but one. I have been watching this Giants team a lot because you, you, I, you couldn't pay me to watch the New York Jets, so I usually just stick with the Giants games uh, for the one to four slot. Moving on, Jacksonville versus Green Bay. Jacksonville put up a bit of a fight in this one, but at the end of the day, Green Bay got the job done. Nobody really stood out on Jacksonville Jacksonville side of the ball except for Keelan Cole. He did have uh, a punt or a kickoff return, but still, those are really fluky, and I doubt he's going to get one of those again. Aaron Jones, bit of a disappointing game from him. Uh, he has kind of slumped down on the... Uh, the running back depth charts in fantasy a bit. You know, I know he's been dealing with some injury issues, but he had a golden opportunity. I actually did. I did think that he was going to do much better. I put him in the uh, over under segment. Didn't do so great. I just think that this offense is very pass heavy with Aaron Rodgers. My question is about Aaron Rodgers. Another great game yesterday. Russell Wilson has been slipping up a bit in the MVP conversation with his last performances. Believe it or not, Rodgers right now is the MVP favorite. I think there's a chance he could be. Um, no, I'm sorry. It's Mahomes. Um, it's got to be Patrick Mahomes. He's playing exceptional football. I know Rodgers is playing pissed off, and we all love to see that. But they're going to give it to Mahomes. If Rodgers can somehow pack it all together towards the end of the season, make that late season push, he'll get it. I just want to talk about Aaron Jones. The road doesn't get any easier. He has Indianapolis and Chicago in back-to-back weeks, so... Don't expect to see big games from him. And then James Robinson had two 20-yards-plus touchdowns callback. So that's a killer for James Robinson. But again, 22 touches, over 100 yards rushing. He's a great, great starting option for the rest of the year. Sorry about that uh, that helicopter, if you hear it. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is playing really good this season, but Aaron Rodgers has had some huge games. So I think he could be number two or three. I've always been a really big Aaron Rodgers fan. So I wanted to talk about him. 
Moving on to the uh, the four o'clock games, maybe the game of the week: Bills versus Cardinals. Kyler Murray with a forty-three yard hail mary oh, throw. Hail mary. DeAndre Hopkins, man, what a catch that he made at the end of the game. He is all world. I think that he's the best receiver in the league. I've been saying this, and Liam is also saying it. I don't think any other receiver in the league can do what D-Hop did at the end of that game. The Cardinals got the win. They're now leading the NFC West. Christian Kirk, I'm, I've am i been very positive on Christian Kirk. He didn't really do that much. Neither did anybody else. Kyler Murray is a top three option every single week, no matter who he's playing. You can start him against anybody, and he will do good. He is looking to be one of the best quarterbacks in the next three, five years. I mean, he already is right now as we're talking. I think he's top five quarterback in the league. Uh, in terms of Buffalo, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary didn't do much. I've already I've already dropped Zach Moss in one of my leagues for um, Salvin Ahmad, the, the uh, Dolphins running back. Ahmed? I don't know. Something like that. But talking about the Bills receivers – Diggs, Beasley, John Brown didn't do as he good. Left, he left an injury. John Brown left an injury. Uh, so Beasley and uh, Stefan Diggs did really good. So depending on the matchup, Liam, believe it or not, every single Bills receiver, uh, whether it's Diggs, Beasley, or John Brown when he's healthy, can be started uh, without worry. Yeah, John Brown left actually kind of gruesome injuries, ankle went kind of backwards, but they have a bye next week, and supposedly the x-rays came back negative, so he should be fine. But absolutely, Stephon Diggs is a great wide receiver one, no matter what. Uh, Cole Beasley seemingly steps up big time when the game's on the line, so he'll get he gets a lot of targets too. And John Brown over in the field, it's a pass heavy offense, like we said. So I think it's comfortable to start them. And I'll say it, DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, D Hop is is amazing. <laughs> and uh, Bill O'Brien. My goodness, man. That is That might possibly be the worst trade in NFL history. Can't believe, can't believe he did that. Moving on, we have the battle between Herbert and Tua, uh, the Chargers and the Dolphins. I mentioned before, Salvin Ahmed, I'm pretty sure that's, how that's his name. If you can pick him up, he seems to be the lead back. Uh, but Gaskin, I'm pretty sure... Is he is going to be coming back in like two weeks? I'm surprised he got more attention than Howard, and of course Braid is out, but he did pretty good uh, against a pretty good. I mean, I, I would say their rush defense is much better than their secondary. Uh, in terms of the Chargers, Keenan Allen's, Mike Williams, both really didn't do anything. Nothing really much happened uh, in terms of the Chargers. But what I want to talk about right now, the Miami Dolphins. I've been so impressed by how Brian Flores has completely turned around this team. They were looking like the absolute worst team in football last year. Brian Flores, who we know is a product of Belichick, product of New England, he has completely turned this team around. Miami fans have to be really excited, and we do know a few. Um, So believe it or not, Miami is legit. Yeah, no, absolutely. And no, it's funny how you say he's a Belichick guy, because you know what else is a Belichick guy? Joe Judge. All right, we don't need to talk I'm about sorry, that. but like, the culture is changing in New York. But no, all honesty, yeah, no, Dolphins are good. I, I was very, all of us were sh- scratching our heads when they put in Tua, but he's 3-0 as a starter. This team is playing really, really well. 
And I said it from not, I didn't say it on the podcast, but I said to the people, I said the Dolphins are a team to watch this upcoming season. Brian Flores has turned this team around. He's a great coach. And if Dolphins keep it up, I can see Brian Flores winning coach of the year this year. And I should see them in the playoffs come January. Yeah, what I like about this Miami team is they don't really have any flashy players, um, but they just get win. They keep on winning. I think they've won five straight. And even, yeah, it was a puzzling move when they took out Fitzpatrick and put into it. But Tua's been doing good. And like I said, all season, I really do like uh, Tua. So now moving on, we have Denver versus Vegas. Uh, Denver, one of the worst teams uh, in terms of fantasy aspects. Jerry, Judy. Yeah, we were pretty high on him last week. Drew Locke, complete dud. Um, But in terms of Vegas, Josh Jacobs with a huge game. We've been a little bit disappointed in Jacobs uh, this season, but he's been much better lately. He's had two really strong games in a row. It seems like Gruden is using Jacobs as much as he can in the offense, which he rightfully should because Josh Jacobs, when utilized correctly, is a beast. So believe it or not, Josh Jacobs has moved back into low-end RB1 slash high-end RB2 territory. Uh, yeah, no, we had a great week this week against Denver, and he has another good matchup. We also scored two touchdowns against against Kansas City next week. Yeah, they're using him now as members to run heavy offense, and now John Gruden's finally seeing what he's supposed to be doing with Josh Jacobs. And for Denver, I would say drop everybody besides Judy and Fan. Actually, you know what? I would, I would drop Fan. Fan sucks. I'm sorry. Again, it's the same thing with Robbie Anderson. You're getting 10 targets a game. You're turning into three catches for 30 yards. It's terrible. Okay, so now we have the NFC West battle. This was uh, America's game of the week. Seahawks versus the Rams. The Rams should not be taken lightly going forward. They have returned to form. I didn't really expect much out of them this season. I look at Jared Goff, and I'm like, this guy, He, I don't think he is even worth being a starting QB. He hasn't been super impressive. I expect a lot more out of him this game. But this Rams defense is, is one of the best in the league. Um, I'm just going to say it now. They potentially have the two best defensive players in the NFL. Aaron Donald is probably the best player in the NFL, point blank, period. The guy is literally being triple covered every single game, and he still causes trouble. Jalen Ramsey, shutdown corner, the best defensive back in the NFL, point blank, period. It's Jalen Ramsey. I know the guy's a bit of a head case, but his talent is undeniable. Uh, talking about Seattle, Russell Wilson, another puzzling week from him. He only put up 11 points in fantasy. DK Metcalf got completely locked down, completely shut down by Jalen Ramsey and Tyra Lockett, another dud of a week from him. So Liam, believe it or not, uh, there's more of a question. Are you worried about Seattle in fantasy? Are teams starting to figure them out? And especially Tyra Lockett, you brought him up last week that it can be benched. What do you think of the Seattle offense right now? Well, I got bad news for your Tyler Lockett owners. He has a knee sprain, and he's currently on the wrong side of questionable for Thursday's contest versus Arizona. So if he's ultimately out, um, I would start DK Metcalf, but he's probably going to drive Patrick Peterson again. Wilson, this is a fluke of a bad game. He should get a good right matchup for Seattle, who we put through all over uh, last two weeks ago against Arizona. And I'm sorry, this helicopter has been flying over us for like five minutes now. I'm I'm really confused. But, uh, like I said, uh, I don't think teams are starting to figure them out. Their O-line's awful. They bring no pass rush. Jamal Adams looks awful. Just this team, besides Russell Wilson, Lockett and Metcalf are not good. 
Okay, so now we have the Niners versus Saints. The Saints getting another win. Alvin Kamara is just a monster. The guy had 34 points. Similar to how Dalvin Cook is the entire offense in Minnesota, which we didn't see as much uh, last night, but he still is. Alvin Kamara, he is the Saints offense. And uh, bad news, if you have Drew Brees, he unfortunately does have a collapsed lung. This could be the end of his career. Um, it very well may be. So the return of Jameis Winston, no. Mr. Turnover, no. um, is back. Jameis Winston, of course, last year throwing 30 touchdowns, the most passing yards in the NFL. He also had 30 interceptions. Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Niners side of the ball, Brandon Ayuk, I think, is worth a start every single week. He had 14 targets in that game. Definitely start him if you can. And nothing really else going on. Jarek McKinnon, like, didn't do anything. He got hurt. Michael Hasty broke his collarbone. Michael Hasty, yeah. This Niners team is just – they were what the Eagles were last year. They have just been completely torn up by injuries. But you, you know what I'm going to talk about. Mr. Slant Boy himself, Michael Thomas. We know Breeze is out and Winston is coming in. Obviously, Winston is a step down from Drew Brees. Is it time to panic about MT? Or do you have some patience with him and hope that he does better during playoff time? Uh, I don't know how Winston's going to play out. It's obviously a downgrade from Drew Brees, and Drew Brees loves Michael Thomas, so Jameis Winston might as well like Michael Thomas too. Uh, would I be nervous? Yeah, this man who's probably the best fantasy player last year besides Christian McCaffrey has a terrible year from injuries and just come back in the field. Like I said, slants are not are going to stop. People are going to stop covering you one-on-one and have linebackers creep the box against you. Teams are starting to figure out Thomas, but I think he does get a kind of an upgrade with Jameis Winston. So expect to see a lot of just slants and checkdowns to Mike Thomas. So I think it'll pay off in the long run and just keep him on your lineups no matter what. Okay, now moving over to Sunday Night Football. Uh... Ravens. Oh, Oh, yeah, my bad. Uh, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Sorry, I skipped over that one. Um, Talking about Pittsburgh, every single receiver did well. Juju, Claypool, Deontay, they are startable every single week. And Ben Roethlisberger, I know, has a great matchup next week. I'm pretty sure against Jacksonville. Jacksonville, That's right. Uh, Because I know that because I am picking him up in one of my leagues. Yeah, the possibility to go 10-0 is pretty good. You know, I've been saying for a while, I haven't really said on the podcast, but I feel like the Steelers, and I know that, you know, if there are people that are hearing this who like the Steelers, probably not like this. I just don't see them as the best team in the AFC. I still think that's Kansas City. And I think if Kansas City did play Pittsburgh, Kansas City would win 100%. Uh, Bengals, Giovanni Bernard didn't do much of anything, but we didn't really expect that. This Pittsburgh rush defense is elite. T. Higgins, if you were able to pick him up or get him late in the draft, Great get because this guy has been one of the most consistent receivers in fantasy. He has. It's a fact. Tyre Boyd didn't do much. Uh, hopefully Joe Mixon come back because, man, Joe Mixon has just been so disappointing like he was last year. Um, but I'm sure you know what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about James Conner. You traded him away recently. James Conner, he's been very disappointing. I was very, very high on James Conner in earlier weeks because he seemed like he did return to his 2018 form. He's been the single digits last two weeks. 
I just think that the Steelers want to pass the ball much more because you look at Deontay, Juju, and Claypool, and you look how good they've been doing, and James Conner hasn't. Believe it or not, Liam, it's time to bench James Conner. Yes, there's no further answers. You saw it Sunday, their pass-heavy offense, and Conner is nowhere uh, to be in their lineups. All right, so, sorry, now moving on to the Sunday Night Football game. Ravens, Patriots. Complete dud of a game. This game was pretty terrible. The weather was bad. If you can pick up Jacoby Myers, I would definitely get him. He seems to be the number one fantasy player on New England. And this is a team that we were like, oh, my God, there's there's nobody, nobody that is on this team that can pick up. And Rex Burkhead did have a pretty good game, but do, don't trust – uh, New England backfield. It's literally no, a, no, no, no. Start Damian Harris. Are you kidding? I would. I still wouldn't trust. It's a different guy. He is Houston next. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm stupid. No, you're starting Damian Harris against Houston next week. That's a great matchup. He ran all over this front seven that everybody raves about against Baltimore. In the rain, 137 rushing yards. He's going to get that same amount of attempts and yards come Sunday versus Houston. Don't listen to him. You're starting Damian Harris no matter what. I'm sorry. I just I can't trust anybody in that backfield. I can't. It's it's a different guy every single week. Talking about Baltimore, their offense is not what it was last year. Lamar Jackson, he has been terrible if you drafted him in the third round like I did. I know some people that drafted him even earlier than that. What an absolute waste of a draft pick because he's, he's not the same player he was last season. Mark Andrews. Hollywood Brown. I mean, Willie Sneed played good last night, but you really think he's going to do that again? Uh, the Ravens are in danger of not making it back to the playoffs. This is a team that was 14-2 and last year. They were the best team in the regular season, 14-2. and And I believe that they won 12 games um, from weeks 5 to 17. So, Liam, believe it or not, the Ravens just aren't a good team anymore. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's one-dimensional. His whole offense is one-dimensional. Teams are starting to figure it out. You can't force... Like Lamar Jackson said a week ago, that the teams know what they're running when it gets in line. That's a problem. And they're not even switching out the play calls, so I don't hear check, check, check on TV. They're running the same play when they're calling out the play, which is a huge problem, and that's on John Harbaugh as well. But yeah, this team's one-dimensional, and they have Tennessee and Pittsburgh the next two weeks, and I can see them dropping to 6-5 and five after his upcoming weeks. And let me talk about Marquise Brown. You can drop him. I'm confident you can drop him. He relies on big plays, and there's nothing going on with Lamar Jackson. I actually saw him get into a kind of exchange on the sidelines about him arguing to get the ball, and that's just a problem you don't want in your fantasy team. But Neil Boyle going down, or Nick Boyle, my bad. Nick Boyle, Nick Boyle going down, that opens the opportunity for Mark Andrews to have a really good upcoming schedule. He has some really weak tight ends, uh, defenses that have not been good against tight ends, so I think you can start him confidently now as the only tight end on the roster. Yeah, the 2018 uh, running back meme is starting to come back for Lamar Jackson. He can't throw the ball for his life. I don't know how he was able to have a really good season last year because he somehow he's he played. I'm sorry. Somehow he's completely regressed to his rookie form. I don't know. I don't know how it happened. Uh, so now moving on to the Monday Night Football game. I don't. I don't get it. What's with televised games being completely trash? No, this week's good. Seattle, Arizona. Season. Vegas, Kansas City, Rams, Buccaneers. This week's good. This upcoming week. But in the past, like, for some reason, like, the night games have just been terrible. Unless Seattle is involved in them. Because for some reason, Seattle always seems to be in these amazing games. So, Minnesota versus Chicago. Uh, Chicago side of the ball. Nothing, really. No. No. 
I mean, Allen Robinson didn't really do much. I'm, I, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but Nick Foles, he needs he needs to go. I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky is out, right? And now Foles, I think, got like hurt again. I don't even know the guy that they were playing with last night, but this we were saying that this Bears team is pretty good about a month ago. I have no hope for them anymore. Their offense is probably the worst in the league. And now moving over to Minnesota, Dalvin Cook got shut down last night by that uh, Chicago front seven, which I thought that he would have a tough time against them, but I didn't expect him to get around like 10 10 points or something like that, whatever he got. Don't worry. Dalvin Cook is still going to be a monster. He just had a really hard matchup. But you got to be excited about Thielen and Jefferson, who I was worried about. Because Kirk Cousins, like, he he can't throw worth a damn. And they just hand it off to uh, Dalvin Cook. But Jefferson, a lot of receptions. Thielen is better in the end zone. So, Liam, who would you rather have on your team right now, Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson? Uh, call me bold. I want to take Justin Jefferson. Agreed. Uh, well, Saturday, I do have a question for the guys because we're doing buy or sell and it involves Justin Jefferson and other rookie wide receivers. Got to wait for that, though. Put Jefferson, eight receptions, 135 yards. It's, it's going to be his team soon when Thielen's, what, 30, 31 right now? He doesn't have enough time left in the NFL to really prove himself anymore. He's still a reliable guy starting fantasy every week. But Justin Jefferson, if you you have a dynasty league or even a deeper league, start Justin Jefferson every week as a wide receiver too moving forward. Yeah, uh, I think they showed it against these, these Chicago uh, secondary, which have been very good against receivers. Both of them were very good. So that's going to do it for Tuesday Aftermath. Like Liam has said at the end of every episode, we hope that COVID doesn't screw over the NFL season. We want the season to continue, and hopefully it does. Uh, pretty crazy playoffs are coming up soon, and we only got like five weeks left, so it's really sad. We've had a ton of fun doing this. Uh, Are we coming back? For yeah, basketball? hopefully. Well, that won't be me. That's going to be Liam and Anthony because I don't know. I don't know squad about college basketball. So thank guys for listening again, and we will see you this Saturday. Hello. <laughs> <laughs>